This is CliffCentral.com. 17 after 1, welcome to No Borders. Kind of late, kind of running late. Palace just looked at me like you're crazy. You're supposed, you're supposed to be here a long time ago. I know. I'm sorry. Happy spring day to everybody. It's only me in the studio today. My man KF is still not back on his retreat. I have, I'm actually trying to find, finding KF. So if you can actually go on his social media and tell him Kamu is desperately looking for you, I think that will help. We're going to quickly go into an interview with my man TK. TK is in the building today. We're going to be talking about his music. Secondly, we're also going to be speaking about uh, generational culture and money in the music game, if there is any. And yeah, we're also going to be talking about the fantastic date that it is today. It's the 1st of September. It is actually spring day. And what I've seen on my way to work reminded me that it's spring day. <laughs> I'm excited about that. How you doing, TK? I'm all right, my brother. You good? Why are you wearing shades in a dark-ass place? I mean, you know, you got to live this hip-hop life, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm that, do you know, that is the most <laughs> honest answer that anyone has ever given me when I asked them about shades. Yeah. I'm living the hip-hop life. I uh, mean, you got to live the culture, you know you, what I mean? Got, that's the culture. And that's the culture, fam. Okay, well, I understand. Is, does the blonde hair come with the culture, too? Um, mm, I figured. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't think so. I really didn't think so. So, yeah, without wasting too much time, I know the listeners have been wanting to hear what's going on in your music career and uh, who you are, where you come from, um, the quality of music that you're putting out. Yeah, just give us a whole rundown of who you be. Yeah, uh, what's up, world? Um, I go by the name of Rap Nerd. Um, rhythm and poetry, no one ever really dies. Mm-hmm. So that's the definition of is rap it, is, nerd. Is the part where we like click. We're supposed to click at that point, right? I know poets right now, like, Ooh. Yeah, like Ooh. Yeah. they're probably so, in Brum somewhere, falling over. Yeah, yeah um, I'm, <laughs> I'm from Soweto. Yeah, um, Southwestern Township. For Southwestern Township. Know. Yeah, Dini, but I'm Shazafi. Tell me something. Sorry, man. Yeah, I just like the way when someone says I'm from Soweto. The, the amount of 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 like pride and passion. People put in the saying that, you know, because uh, I know around the world people who may not know Soweto, but they probably just know it because Mandela stayed there from yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that I want to go there and visit. None. Soweto is actually like yeah, proper place, really dope. It's like a city in its own city. It's a city in its own city, and the culture there is good, man. You know, and a lot of people say it with pride because they're actually happy. You know, they love where they come from. It's funny. My brother owns a restaurant out there. Where about uh, Maponya Mall Tavern just, Tavern I, restaurant I just got the munchies right now man. Well look Just hop up in there And, and, and name drop <laughs> And you're good Now <laughs> You're gonna be alright Now yeah. do that man So yeah um, I'm based from Soweto yeah. um, Started pushing passion uh, Music from a very young age Yeah um, High school With a friend called St. Thomas Yeah um, He's from Ennerdale as well Yeah um, Yeah So I'm a hip hop artist And I wouldn't even say hip hop man Because my music is actually A variation of music from conscious yeah. to trap, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of feel like that when I listen to it. And and I, I've had the, I've had the, is it the pleasure? Yeah, I've had the pleasure of working with you in studio, seeing you trying to work in studio. Yeah. And I figured like you know you have that 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 ability to be diverse and to be different. Yeah. The thing is, I also don't want to box myself because that's the thing I want to cater for a whole lot of markets and not just for the hip hop industry. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm thinking for myself in the sense of how far do I want to take this music, I can't yeah. really bracket myself and say hip hop alone. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So even old people, I'm even thinking of doing jazz right now. You know what I mean. But this is what I always want to ask people: Would you say old people are a market, or they're just a little bit older? <laughs> you know, because like oh, old people, is, I think there's a lot of old people if you want to call them that. Yeah. Or the older generation that vibes with a lot of the new sounds. Um, it's just more of a case of 
they're not as exposed to the youth culture as you are. So I wouldn't want to like you know I hate when people box them. It's like you just box them like yo this for you're gonna make a specific song for old dudes. No, not even that man. It's just like, a thing like of... before you start like this is for you old dudes out. <laughs> <laughs> like shout out to the old yes, folks. Yes, shout out to the old folks. <laughs> no, it's not even that man. I think it's even how do you see it? How do you approach it? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean I wouldn't mind performing at a jazz festival. Which I think should be next level, yeah. It should be. I mean, at a young age, being able to perform at a jazz festival at like the age of 25, 26, you know, that's inspiration. At least the elders could also see that, oh, the youngings are also there. They're also trying yeah, to push I, this thing, I, you know I, what I mean? I like the sound of that. And like in terms of the style of music or the style of hip-hop you're doing now, are you incorporating the idea of then maybe having a band after? Because if you've noticed, a lot of artists only start incorporating the band Set up when they're actually at a certain point. I've seen a lot of rappers come in the game and they still do the DJ playback scenario until yeah. they're like, what's a certain amount of money or until they feel like they're so big in the game that they need a band. I've actually never really seen artists come from the jump with a band, which would have been dope, would be nice, refreshing. What me is, is what happens is if I can't hear it, there's no track. I literally have to conceptualize the beat yeah. in my head. The feel of the song Before I even start writing it Because even when I'm in studio I always tell the producer Yo, I hear it And producers think I'm crazy Like, you hear it? What's yeah. going on with this nigga? Yeah. And then you add some jazzy elements to it And like And by the time they hear the final part It's like ah, This nigga's crazy But this jam is lit You yeah, know what I mean? Like, do, you, do you have like a musical background From an education perspective? Um, I have a musical background In the sense of The music that my parents played Oh, okay um, My dad was a very jazzy person My mom was a very soulful yeah. Um, she played Swongi Lukumalu, Huma Sikela, and there's oh, people yeah. that I'd actually love to work with going in the future, you know what I mean? Um, wow. doing albums and working with because, yeah, man, like there's so much that you can do with music. I actually want to work with some people in Africa as well. Um, which is, which is different, which, which is a different approach. Yeah. You know, because like I, I figured, you know, a lot of people actually just rule out the idea of, of working with other acts outside of their borders. And for me, that's a huge concern. Um, I think those are people that are actually limiting themselves. Don't ever be uh, scared of challenges, man. Oh, uh, challenges should actually build you more than anything. If your friends are going to wow. tell you that, yo, you're yeah. good, you're good, you're good, you're all the time, and they never criticize you, those are bad friends. Wow, that's crazy. Well, we've got TK in the studio. If you want to say something to him that we can read out live on air, that's 079-748-2090. That's 079-748-2090. This is No Borders. And uh, I wanted to ask something else. When you started with the music, was it something that... Essentially you were drawn to Or is it something that you kind of Grew into It was a source of relief for my pain Okay that's deep Let's go into that um, My background like I've, I had an abusive father in the sense of him Abusing my mom and all of that other stuff Okay cool um, So for me instead of actually doing drugs or whatever it is I actually found music As a coping as a, mechanism Yeah, yeah I, I found music as a coping mechanism yeah. And actually fell in love with how I actually find myself healing in the process of listening to my own jams. Wow. Because I'm actually educating myself and actually seeing other elements that I didn't see yeah. within my self-reflection within the music as well. Now, I mean, not to reflect too much on the negative aspect, but yeah. um, how is it, like, you know, looking back, I'm assuming that that stage of abuse and stuff is long gone now. How, how do you feel about going through that? And how do you feel about now this journey that you're taking with music? How do you feel you need to apply yourself? I think I need to apply myself in a very positive space. Yeah. Um, it's actually pulled me to become the person that I am today. Yeah. I actually ask myself the question, who would I have been had I not experienced that? And I don't think actually God would actually put me in certain situations without knowing that I wouldn't have been able to cope. 
hundred percent. I mean, like, you know, it's very difficult for people to open up about things like that. And I applaud you, man, for being able to open up about that because obviously it means that at some stage you've actually, you've dealt with it and you've gone over. You just want to move on now yeah, to a it. different slate. Gotta and, know yourself. And, and, and how does your family fit in in terms of support and being, being there for you with the game? Um, with the game, they're very supportive. I won't lie. At first, it was a thing of, you know, the hip hop. Yeah. The whole perception of hip hop. Yeah. Ah, I'm a bottles. I'm a rapper. Pop bottles, girls, whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. But now mom's also hit me up this morning. It's like, oh, you got an interview with Cliff Central? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, it's fine. You see this passion thing? It's fine. Don't go for corporate. It's fine. I, I believe in the that. dream now. You see? And it's that thing. I think a lot of people, especially in the music industry, it's a thing of when you start, where do you see yourself in the end? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean um, My mom didn't believe it at first Nobody in the oh, family yeah. did You know what I mean They were yeah. like No, no, no Don't do that Don't do that Until I started pushing I even left the house I was like You know what If this man I ain't doing that I ain't gonna work corporate I, yeah. I even studied business management For like three years Yeah Didn't even complete the course Are you serious? But you were three years in Three years in attending It's pretty much class, done Attending class Never submitting assignments I was like okay. nah well, that's, because that's, that's, a, that's a different type of three years Yeah I was like nah <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. literally in my third year, I was like, you, you really don't want to, you don't really want to do that. Honestly, no. I've been a rebel since birth. I, I feel, I feel like, like we share the same kind of spirit and element, but then, uh, you know, at least, at least I finished the course twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and I ended up paying for it myself because yeah. after my, I remember the first year of my diploma, I failed. The second year I failed most definitely. That was like classic failure. And my mom didn't even cut me off. Like, like, give me a call and say, ah, you know what, come on. Uh, we're cutting you off Because <laughs> this ain't going nowhere <laughs> They just didn't talk <laughs> I gotta, get out I, No, I just kind of figured it out myself Yeah I was already here For real? It wasn't like get out or anything I was already here You're like, alright That's my bad I, I'm probably one of those foreigners Who came to school And really rarely ever went back home for a minute <laughs> I really absorbed this country <laughs> You came back You're like, I ain't going back home <laughs> no, 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 what, what was I going back for? They were talking to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no. This is the call, but oh, you good? Is there a possibility you're still in school? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm still in school. I remember when I graduated. So I'm now making this about myself. Yeah. I remember when I graduated uh, for my diploma, and um, uh, I invited my mom and my sister to come for the graduation because my mm-hmm. sister was living here and my mom was still in Zim. And, um, and my mom was like, Oh, are we coming to congratulate the other people in your class? Are we coming to- <laughs> I had to send her a copy of the program. For real? And she still thought that I'd done some, 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 some Photoshop, you know. <laughs> I'm like, ma, like, you know, that's not really how I roll. Like, you know, I really, really actually, like, I'm graduating. Then, <laughs> then, then I started to see money again from my mom, that is. But, yeah, you know, I think it's all about, I think the story behind that and, and everything else is like, you know, it's about perseverance. Really. Yeah. Like, you know, it's hard to get people to understand the importance of persevering. Yeah. On the topic of education, yeah. actually, um, literally after that third year of actually not completing my course. Yeah. Actually, with, because of the, the, the non-submitted assignments. Yeah. It's not even that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but aside from that. That's a part. Yeah, part of it. It's a yeah, part of yeah. it. But literally, my passion was literally within the industry media. You know yes, I mean? yes, I remember. Sorry, man. Like, yeah, you you actually into photography. Yeah, I'm stuff. a photographer, yeah. videographer, editor, videographer. Yes, editor. Yeah, yeah, scriptwriter. Scriptwriter. Um, yeah. We actually worked on Rouge New Era Sessions. Dude, um, I, did you actually? Oh, you worked on that album? Yeah, we no, not the album, but the visuals. The visuals. Yeah. From did you work on the visuals for Deja Vu? We worked. Yeah. Cool. 
um, I was in my house yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> abusing uh, DSTV. Like, which is something I rarely get to do because I'm hardly at home. Yeah. And I get an opportunity to catch this video. So there's a bunch of people dancing and stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? Because everyone's got this dance thing going on. You know, like, the dance vibe is now a vibe, like, for your video. Yeah. Like, don't show up in your video. Just put a bunch of dancers and give them choreography and then... We're just gonna watch them dance for like three, four minutes. Because we have nothing better to do than watch people dance. But anyway, I really like the song, number one. Yeah. Number two, actually, I thought that the choreography wasn't too bad. It was pretty decent. Yeah. And I think what I liked more about it was that it was a very realistic presentation of where the artist was really at. Yeah. I don't think Rouge has a budget of like 150000 or 200000 to shoot a video. So she's, she's, she's making things work with what she has. And yeah. it's good to hear that you're a part of it. And she's killing it. Honestly, she's really killing it. And shout out to Rouge for real. Yeah, shout out to Rouge, man. Because even like now Rouge. at the launch party, I mean, I was actually overwhelmed. Because you know when you're part of a production? Oh, yeah. And then you see the end product come through. And she was so overwhelmed. You were like, yay. Oh, okay. Late nights. Stressing. Hey, this is what came out. We are like, yay. And I'm actually a part of the film as well. Aside from shooting I only discovered that Rouge Has <laughs> got a film coming out With the album On Twitter last night Yeah And I ended up being a part of it I was like yeah, And, and yeah. I was like Well hey, hey. <laughs> You know Yeah you know? No No It's actually a beautiful thing It's no Casper and vest With gold chains And Ciroc bottles But it's definitely a, a good look Yeah no I'm even glad in the approach Of how she actually did it Because a lot of Actually MCs Always rap to the camera You know what I mean yeah. And she started to do Something new within the industry So which is cool Wow I think I need to hit her up And actually bring her on the show Because I haven't seen Or spoken to Rouge in a while I think The yeah. last time I saw her Was at Farmer's Market In a minute And um, <laughs> I'm actually very impressed With the work that she's Managed to put in I think she's just Kind of put herself As the number one Hip hop female In the country right now She's there. I'm saying that without bias because you know I would obviously say Nadia, but like you know, I'm nah. being perfectly honest. Like honestly, for now, with, 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 the, with the amount with the amount of work that she's put in, yeah, like just the spirit with the film, the album coming out, that she's been very visible. Now nah, she's a hard yeah, worker. She's been very very visible. So looking at that type of inspiration, because obviously you're working with somebody or you work with somebody who has a certain level of recognition in the game. Yeah, you're more. Upcoming, yeah. Although you've probably been in the game for like eighteen years, you know, <laughs> which is usually the case. Yeah. Everyone, I, um, another story. I was watching uh, DSTV. Um, what you call it? Uh, Viewers Choice Awards. Okay. As Java wins the first award, being uh, best a rising star. Rising star, yeah. And he grabs the award and he says, um, "Whoa." Rising star, thirty three. <laughs> but that's the thing; he still pushed it, regardless of the age. And, and that's, that's and that's what that's he said. That's yeah. what he said on stage. He's like, "Yo, man, like if you really believe in something and and you work hard enough at it, then cool, man." And that's what I actually wanted to touch on. We were still speaking about education because after, literally, after that, the whole business management thing and me not going back yeah. to school, yeah, I actually decided to take a learnership within film and television. Okay. Did the whole course My parents know, knew nothing about it They're yeah. like okay In the morning he wakes up And he goes somewhere He comes back at night yeah, That's all we know That's all we know Yeah And when he comes back Sometimes the eyes are red Sometimes, sometimes it's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean Yeah All we know until, is he eats Until day of graduation Yeah Like graduating My dad is like Nah don't lie to me son I'm like dude I'm graduating And when I graduated It was overwhelming In the sense of You know when you Disappoint your parents Yeah In what they pay for And then you bring them back To be like yo This is what I actually Wanted to do and I did it aside without telling you nothing yeah. about it and graduated and brought you in just to show you that I know what I want and I'm dedicated and pushing it. Literally, I've been doing film since. And I want to ask you something. In terms of global culture, 
Would you say us as Africans suffer from a case whereby, I don't know, is it the cultural upbringing of our parents or what they have been through in their backgrounds that makes it so difficult for us to be able to explore opportunities in media? I could say that, yes. Because I know the look that your dad probably gave you when you told him you want to go shoot films, pictures, and rap is probably the same look I'm going to give my kids when they guess, start telling me I that guess type of story. I guess it's even just the perception on how media is as a whole. A lot of oh, yeah. media is known to be drug addicts, Brenda Fassi, dead from drugs, overdose, yeah. and all of that other stuff. Yeah. But there is the positive side of everything. There's, Not everybody in the industry is on the, drugs. You don't even it, have to say it like it's church, man. You need to say it like it is. There's a commercial side of it. There's a commercial there's side of it. There's money in the industry. Yeah, there's money. There's a lot of money in the industry yeah. And I don't want to base everything on You know Revenue But the reality is If you can still follow your dreams And be Half as good at, at that Yeah Than a corporate job Then as long as the checks and balances are fine Then what's the issue? There's no issue at all And that's another thing I need, I think a lot of people also need to start being driven You know what I mean? And the culture of SA And I actually have a couple of tracks That we're going to play later on Yeah Um we need to know our context as Africans as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be able to break out as well. Because, I mean, for us in the industry, we conform. Okay. You know what I mean? Idols, we all wearing this whole image, yeah. making sure that we look good and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you listen to the music, it's actually imported music. It, it is. I, okay. You know what? Uh, th- this is a very, a very strenuous <laughs> conversation. The music is important. Yeah. In a sense. Not all of it. Some of it Specifically if we look at hip hop The successful music Or the successful Foundation Of the music that is successful I don't know if that makes any sense Yeah, yeah kind yeah. of Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm playing with English <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back to school man But, but yeah But It does make Hey man you, Hey but, Hey <laughs> The successful foundation Yeah <laughs> Of what is successful currently in the music industry Is really about Um People adopting a certain culture and then trying to mimic that culture. And then, unfortunately, along the way, even if initially you wanted to sound local, you kind of get caught up in the trend of what's hot from what you've just absorbed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at this, but then the balance is who are you? No, true. Like, I'm with you. I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not even trying to justify that. True. All I'm just, I'm just saying, like, that's the way it is. And the unfortunate part is that, you see, in numerous parts of Africa, it's hard for people to accept who they really are, culture-wise. It's hard for them to conform to who they really are, culture-wise. Yeah. And Africa sometimes tends to be a very strong and positive con- continent, and then Africa sometimes just becomes like, you know, a very weak and like, you know, kind of just. Huh, yeah. I remember some lady yesterday actually at some event at market at market theater last night. Yeah, she was like. Africans, we only um, South Africa specifically. Every holiday, we always want to monop- um, monetize everything. Yeah. Women's Day, there's events now. People, government is making money and stuff like that. And we never actually celebrate the true element of why that day was actually sent out to be like Women's Day, Heritage Day. Women's Day was never African anyway. But I'm just saying, even Heritage Day, but in the sense of us actually appreciating our culture. Yeah, but look, I mean, come on. Okay, can you take Women's Day away? Because there's, there's, there's no culture in that. Like, yeah. wow. That's just another reason yeah. to spend more money, you know, frivolously on women. Specific, women have an entire month. Do you know men have no month, no day? There's no men's day. There's yeah. no men's month. 
Right? And then they're gonna tell you men are very destructive. That's why you deserve nothing. Well, you see, there you go. So, <laughs> so like, you know, you know, and then like whenever, whenever, like, you know, I, I hear somebody pray like, who runs the world? Girls, and everyone looks like, nah, man, that's not true. We even, I'm looking at you like, nah, it's a man. man's world. It's, it's t- it was a man's world a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now. It's, it's over now, man. Believe me. Yeah. But I mean, from a cultural perspective, those are those are those are the little things and little elements for me that that kind of find me in a space whereby I'm like, hmm, hmm, about a lot of things. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, Africa is a very interesting and tricky place. It, it has it has its own way. Of, of, of expressing itself True. Like for instance The music uh, You will find I'm trying to think Of the most successful Rappers Okay I'll think of the most successful Rappers in the genres And the most successful Rap genre I feel Is Motwako in this country Fair. From a cultural And local perspective Fair. That That genre Or that class of people Have managed to Evolve and create A, a real commercial stand For themselves True Everybody else Kind of struggles yeah, I know what you mean, you know. Everybody else kind of struggles. So that's why you find, like, you know, a a Sutu guy, a Twana guy, and a Zulu guy will come together to sing a song called Mayo. <laughs> and then I sit up like, ah. Okay. And that's when I take off my African attire. And I put on my, my LeBron James jersey. <laughs> and I go and get a tattoo. Because... <laughs> For real, but and, that's I, true. and I, I probably put mean. on my gold chain. I'm like, yo, yo, and I start leaning because that's that's what young Africa identifies with. We identify with American success stories. We identify with let me not even say American Western success stories. We identify with a lot of Western dopeness, if you want to put it that way. And that's the reason why I'm actually coming into the industry because I think we why need to, because we need to start celebrating African stars. That shouldn't be the reason why you're coming into the industry. I'm sorry to say, but like you cannot be a do you came to celebrate African stars? Yeah. Then you need to go and write books or do a calendar or something. Don't, <laughs> don't come do music because you want to celebrate African stars. No, but like for real, think about it this way. If you listen to a Kendrick, they able to speak about their culture and celebrate Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Why can't we celebrate a human sequela? But you do. You got blacklist who does that. Oh yeah? Doesn't he do that? Nah. What do you mean he doesn't Not do enough, that? Man. Not enough. Not enough, fam. Just a few minutes ago you virtually had nobody. Now you have one person. <laughs> and now you now you see you see Africa. Look at it. <laughs> we had nothing now now. Now we give you an example. Okay, there's this guy. Nah. He's he's pushing it like no, it's not enough. It's not enough. Want there's, more. There's levels to this, man. What levels, bro? There's rap nerd, there's let me there you go fine rap note is here but let me ask you a question why why doesn't the industry then why don't you guys challenge those levels in the industry why why are you why are you not breaking down those borders then and saying yo we're not being represented as africans we don't have an identity we don't have a sound what's going on how can we make it happen to be honest you're being blocked because obviously if it doesn't make money it doesn't make sense thank Pure you logic thank you 100 percent. you see now your logic is kicking in and the, beauty of, <laughs> and the beauty of your logic kicking in reminds you of where you at. True. It's the space. True. The space that can give you that popularity. The space that can give you that uh, next level is not controlled by people who are interested in African culture. Right. It's controlled by people who are eradicating African culture. Fair. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Because you look at the black guy who's in the office or the African guy who's in the office who's handling things administratively, but to a certain extent. They got someone else on top of the black guy who's actually putting in the money. Who's like, nah, they need to be more like Migos. 
They got to chill a bit. Yeah. They ain't shining enough. They need to, who wants to see you wearing beads and, 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 and flowered up shirts to sing your rap song about a kumbaya? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. But honestly, do you, me, I feel as well that the market also blocks us as well. In the sense oh. as, in the sense of if I drop a conscious track right now Dope, yeah. and it's too real yeah, and it reflects on your reality yeah. <laughs> and it makes you think, yeah. you're like, nah. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. The, like it's a world know, market. But, but you see, but that's the problem. What, because, what, what we've been saturated, is, no, hold on, what, you, what we've been saturated with, bro, it's the other stuff. So you're coming in a bit heavy, man. Don't remind us that we go into the club with credit cards and like, you know, without paying our rent. Don't remind us of that. No, but I'm saying the only, I'm just trying to make you aware of it. Think about it this way. If you make why, money, why you gotta do that? No, but listen, no, you gotta do that because I gotta change. I gotta make you think. Well, I don't if, wanna think. If my music doesn't make you think, then my job is not done. I like being lazy. Lazy to think, lazy to do nah, anything. And I that's, just, that's yeah. the reason why we'll continue being in this situation. Boom, there you are. That's exactly what I was just trying to prove. The fact that you may have the heart, you may have the lion heart to want to change the game. You said to me, you are coming in the game. To be to, to, to the African style, it's gonna it's gonna happen, nigga. Uh, this, this brother, <laughs> boy, trust it's gonna happen, boy. He's drunk on that Mazzioli. I'm favor. telling you, man. Play the track dreams and hear what I'm talking about. I'm gonna play the track dreams. Unfortunately, I, I don't know if she did she loaded up on the system. She loaded it up on the system. 100. percent Okay, 100. percent So before we go out, actually, at exactly quarter two, we're gonna play the track. And then we can go, yeah, for the episode. Yeah. Come on, Palazzo. Don't be looking at me like that. You know? <laughs> we want the clock here, you know. So you can chill for about two minutes. I know you miss me. <laughs> but yeah, the African shining star here, TK, <clears throat> just said to me that um, he's coming in the game to change everything and shine a light on the African talent we have. Trust. But we're not going to change the culture because H&M is already here and they got Popeyes out here. All I want to do is make you think. Make me think. That's all I want to do. I hope you can make the listeners think. 0797482090. If you really feel, if you really feel like you would like to inform us and let us know how you feel about this uh, heart wrenching, ha, mind blowing discussion I just had with DK on Spring Day of all days, when the only thing you need to be seeing is some flesh. <laughs> Not trying to be encouraged by anything. <laughs> Anybody wearing black today has got a problem, by the way. Yeah, you know? got a huge problem. Yeah, you got a real, real problem. It's like niggas wearing purple on a day like this. I'm also wearing black. Put your hands down. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't personal, man. <laughs> hey, hey. We're going to go into TK singles called Dreams. I hope it opens your minds and it makes you focus on the African culture that y'all all done lost. Sounds of dreams from my man TK in the building right now. We've been talking to him for the last 33 minutes and 9 seconds. Yeah, yeah. About Africa, African music, his music, about where we're going with it, where the culture is going, and where everybody's going. Even guys with funky hairstyles, wherever that's going, you know. <laughs> that's that's crazy, too. <laughs> but, yeah. Track is called Dreams. I'll be honest, I like the beat. Palace didn't give us much of a chance to listen to the entire song and the conscious nature of it. So, tell us what the song is about. Briefly, we'll tell the listeners what the song is about briefly, and then yeah, we're gonna give you our feedback, which is gonna be very bad. All right, um, literally, dreams is just about the courage and you being able to take discipline and actually take accountability of your own life. Literally, it's more than that's it, just it, that's it. So, so the pressure, so that three, you see- I mean, how long is the song? Three minutes only for the three seconds, then somewhere there, 20, 27. 
So three minutes, 27 seconds just for that. Yeah. You could just said that once and we would have just next. <laughs> Don't yeah, you but there's different topics too, bro. <laughs> there you go. That's what I want to know. Give us, give yeah, us, um, and, and it's your song. You, you came here holding the flag of this. When you hear dreams, it's, ah, guys, so go on. So basically it's about this guy who's actually. Which is you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you had to. Um, so basically yeah. the first verse is actually dedicated to an ex. Oh. Um, I like those ones No like for real That honey broke up with me She's like nah nigga You ain't making guap You ain't doing that You know what I mean So I'm out Deuces uh, yeah, Story like, story, right, cool. story a lot of brothers Like shout out to the brothers Who got done for having no dough You know what you I know? mean There's you always a comeback you. There's always a girl Who likes a guy with no dough I was like yeah. alright cool So that's the verse Um, The second verse is about Literally government man You know government I heard tenders Yeah You know It's got no, don't take offense. Don't take offense. If I was you, when you're in the studio, especially between one and two on a Friday, <laughs> no, talking about like kabas and things like no, that. No, but I'm literally just taking. Yeah. I'm just talking about places yeah, that fact, I should take know, advantage. That is cool, man. Thanks. That was a dope song. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, check out the single dreams and stuff. You know. Why are you getting touched though? You got no time for this, man. Is man. you a blesser? I work hard to eat. You know, <laughs> it's not easy, man. Seen the prices of me the Woolworths these days, man. <laughs> and I'm still going in every Friday, man. They got me on their 600, you know. But yeah, I man, it's just around places and stuff like that that actually manipulate women. Into What's situations. wrong with it? I think you know what? I think the problem is this new generation gave us a name called a blesser. Mm-hmm. But these people have always, or, or, or this type of man has always been in people's lives since since the beginning of time. There's no such thing as a blessing, unfortunately, in my world. Nah, if you are in a position or a financial position to be able to share your wealth or your riches, because riches and wealth is a massive difference, uh, with a female, and if somehow this female feels she needs to give you certain services back, I don't think this is about a blessing. I don't understand how that is a blessing in its, in its own right. But you see, that's what I'm trying to make you understand the context of it. No, no, there's, I do. There's, there's women that are willing to. But there's guys that are manipulating women because knowing their circumstances, what I'm saying. But it's, it's, it's normal culture for us right now. If you notice our generation and society now is about manipulation. So we gotta agree to it? We 100% agree to it. It's all about manipulating each other. That's why I kept complaining about the lack of identity in terms of what we're doing. I feel like the music, the media, Everything has no identity from an African perspective. I expect to see security guards here at Clip Central, guys, <laughs> with shields and spears. Why not? Not because of anything else. Not because yeah. to protect us. Because it's not like anyone's going to run up in here anytime soon anyway. <laughs> you can bring the guys with the guns and whatnot later. But for, just to keep that African idea, I would really love to get home and, in fact, just see Shorty wearing that, you know, that leather loin joint, hey. you know, yeah. An OG leather loin joint, you know, just outside with a fire, you know, cooking up dinner. Just just to remind us of our culture and heritage. Not every day, Palisa. You can keep the thong on the whole week. But Saturday at least, come on now. Get in them loins, girl. You know? Mm. You, you don't think that's... Yeah, Palisa's like... Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, thank, well, luckily for Palisa... <laughs> Gonna have to go in a minute. Yeah. Okay, I just want you to give everybody your social media handles and uh, even your email address, man. Anyway, they can get a hold of you. If you're free to give your phone number, please go ahead and give them your phone number. They will WhatsApp, I'm sure. Okay. But yeah, I want everybody to know how they can get a hold of you and catch some of these conscious vibes. All right, um, I'm just gonna start out with this Saturday. You can actually catch me out at Ennerdale. I'll be with DJ Kent. Okay. Um, performing for the whole Spin Fest. Um, 
social media, Facebook, it's Rap Nerd with the three, not the E. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to make sure that they know that it's the three, not the E. Yeah, not yeah. the three. Third world, you're going forward. Oh, all okay. seeing art, baby. Let's do this. Oh, okay. hold on, hold on, player. That's all. <laughs> I purposely had to do that. <laughs> on Twitter, it's Rap Nerd, capital R N D. Oh, okay, so the nerd's about to leave the building. <laughs> I think we might need that real security right about now because <laughs> hell no, we're dealing with no, we're no all seeing eyes and whatnot, brother. It's Come a on, game. Then. Just you know. You see, you see where the youth are going wrong. <laughs> oh, we have a question. Please read it out for me, Palace. I can't even see what the question is. Okay, we got a question. Hold on. Okay, question for you. Yeah. Um, how are you going to inject an African sound to hip hop if you're still wearing shades indoors for the culture? What steps are you taking to change the culture? There you go. My peeps got you. And my heart started beating. And who was that from? Who was that from? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, random. Um, you got like thirty seconds. No, <laughs> no, honestly, dude, the shades—it's all an image. Let's be honest. Yeah. Whether I say conscious stuff on radio, no matter how conscious I am, yeah. it's not gonna sell. The image is gonna sell. That's the reason why I'm wearing shades. It's yeah. an image. You guys are gonna buy it, like it or not, and also, that's what it is. No, but the question was: So, how are you gonna infuse the African part of the music, right? Yeah. How are you gonna change? Yeah. How okay. I'm gonna change? Yeah. I'm gonna change by being me, like. Ah. Right back at you, random. What can I do? No, no, you can't actually do much. We got episode 11 today of our favorite series, the MTV Made Sugar, a radio series that we play every week. We're going to be, that's, this is probably 11 out of 16, right, Patterson? So we got five more to go. I'm sure a lot of people have been enjoying them because I actually have been getting feedback. Somehow somebody got a hold of my phone number. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I've been getting feedback uh, via WhatsApp and all that. And yeah, people have been telling us they're really enjoying the fact that they get to also listen to it. A lot of people seem to be vibing with what's going on. And uh, you can catch us next week. I'm sure Kev will be back next week. Uh, his his hiatus, his three-week hiatus, will have come to an end. It'll be great to see my brother back in the studio. Uh, between 1 and p- one p.m. and 2 p.m. every <laughs> Friday, no borders. It's your boy Kamupiri signing out. And you can catch us next week at Yoba. Wow. MTVS stroke 528 stroke 111 stroke E. Welcome to MTV Sugar Down South. This is Kinsani Story Part 2. So, yes, I'm still all about Lionel, my English teacher. My secret lover. My everything. Lionel, your love is like sudden rain on a summer's day. It feeds my soul and gives me life. This love will last forever. My best friend Zulu still disapproves. But it's my choice and she needs to back off. Then I started feeling crazy all the time. Kinsey, are you okay? Uh, I think I even put on a few kilos. <laughs> I brush it off. And some my girl Zulu sets me straight. Okay, Kenzie, you need to just stop being stupid. Let's see. Drinks don't taste the same. You're vomiting all the time. You're tired all the time. You are pregnant. I can't pee. Dude, I'm only 15. And then she forced me to take a pregnancy test. I shouldn't have been surprised. But I was. Shh. You're pregnant. 
What are you going to do? I can't tell my parents. And I, I can't get an abortion. So that leaves you with what? What if I tell Lina? Lina's got a family of his own. I'm just saying. Your babies, they, they are a gift from God. What if he actually wants this baby? Kensani, you need to have an abortion. But I'm not giving up my baby because I know I have nothing to worry about. Lionel loves me. It just means we can be together now. Our baby is the answer to all our problems. I want to tell Lionel the wonderful news. Sunny, what are you doing here? Uh, I have something that I need to tell you. Not yet. You can tell me tomorrow. Oh. I'm pregnant. What? How do you know? I took a test. <laughs> How do I even know that it's mine? Huh? Look. The next time I see you, you better have gotten rid of it. Don't you set food in my house again. And if... How can this be happening? How can my perfect love story unravel this way? I was so stupid. Why did I go to his house? I stay lost inside my tears Knowing it's too late now It's too late now Pretty soon, I saw that Lionel I mean, Mr. Masango had moved on There was a new girl for extra lessons And what we had seemed like a distant dream I finally woke up And realized that I had to do something Zulu tried, but no ways was I telling my parents. The pastor's daughter pregnant? What a cliche. I took matters into my own hands. Kansan, I'm going to take both before you eat. Well, after actually, it doesn't matter. Just don't be alone. Why? And just in case something bad happens, someone should be around. Sometimes the body rejects the pills, so that means you have to take a second dose. I can give you a second dose if you want. Listen, I'll give you a discount, okay? Two for 300. It's my new article. It's a variety of... I've done this a lot of times. The stupid pills didn't work. Zulu made me do the right thing and go to the clinic. Sister Nomalanga was one of the nice nurses. Maybe she could help me. What is it? You're 21 weeks alone. What does that mean? It means we can't perform a termination. Is it because I don't have permission from my parents? Or... No, no. You don't need permission from your parents for an abortion. Okay, then why can't I have this one? It's not my life. It's illegal to perform an abortion after 20 weeks unless I'm available to high risk and to me you look perfectly healthy. No, I can't have this baby. I can't. There are other options. There's adoption. No, my parents can't know. I can go with you to speak to your parents. No, Stupid pills didn't work. Can't tell what pills are you talking about? Those backstreet pills. They had um, my pamphlets and and posters. It doesn't mean those things are legal. Then what was I supposed to do? Yes, it's not my language. You can't just take pills without a professional nurse or a doctor to advise you. That could lead to an incomplete abortion. If you had just come earlier, a nurse could have given you more options. I'm sorry, Kenzie. I really am. 22 weeks. My life is over. 
had run out of options. Except one. Who are you calling? No solution. Hello, Mr. Mkova. Kixi, no. This is what she wanted me to do. So, so back off. Hi, um. Is it too late to come? I did what needed to be done. I'll be fine. My parents will never know I was ever pregnant. Uh, Mr. Mukawa, I thought there was somebody else. Sorry, where's the doctor? Um, you're looking at him. Look, but I've been worried. I've done this before, okay? <laughs> okay, come. I have another appointment today. No. Just, just please don't leave me. Okay, okay, please. I'll, I'll be here, I'm, I'll be here, Kenzie. Okay, Kenzani. Now I'm gonna call you Bendy, and then lay on the bed. ever go to plan. What was I thinking? The doctor said that I won't have any babies. And for talent. But he also said that you could have died. Can't you lost so much blood? I should have taken care of it sooner than none of this would have happened. You're gonna tell your parents. Consequences of your choices are never clear up front. I wish I had never met Lionel. He ruined my life. There comes a time where you have to grow up. Sometimes you choose it, but sometimes life forces you to. I told my parents everything. Mr. Masango was arrested for statutory rape. My life is completely different now. But I'll get through this. I will make better decisions. Just wait and see. Should Kinsani have gone ahead with an illegal and dangerous abortion? Hit us up via USSD by texting star 134 star 7714 hash with your answer. A. No, she should have told her parents as soon as she found out. B. What else could she do? She couldn't get it done legally. Or C. She should have considered other options available to her. Terms and conditions apply. MTV Sugar Down South was proudly brought to you by MTV Stain Alive Foundation, Children's Investment Fund Foundation, Mari Stopes International, Department of Basic Education South Africa, and MTV Base. This is CliffCentral.com.